Welcome to the Become a Media Maven podcast. In this episode, I am speaking with Tiffany Ortiz Dominguez. She's the owner and designer of Tawdry Jewelry. And I'm also speaking with Danielle, who is her director of creative and communications. And this is a really cool episode. I think if you are in the early stages of starting a business, you're going to take away a lot because Tiffany and Danielle share what worked from the beginning and what didn't work from the beginning. And this is obviously something that you don't know until after you're successful. So they're really giving you an inside look with their advice on what to do and what not to do. They also talk about how they work with influencers, which I think is super important because a lot of people want to work with influencers and content creators, but they're getting it wrong or they're not seeing the ROI on the other side. And the way they are doing it is spot on. I can say this from working on both sides. They are doing it correctly and it's working for them. They're also going to share what else is working for them. Their business changed a lot during COVID because they did have a brick and mortar location and now they are only online and they're busier than ever. So I know that you will enjoy this episode with Tiffany and Danielle from Tawdry Jewelry. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Danielle and Tiffany, thank you so much for joining me on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm excited to have you. I think only once I've had two people on the podcast at the same time, and it's always fun to have the listeners guest whose voice belongs to Tiffany and whose voice belongs to Danielle. <laughs> so. Tiffany, you are the owner and designer of Tawdry Jewelry. Danielle, you are the director of creative and communications. You two were on the marketing. Before we get into the nitty gritty of the marketing, the changes that you both recently went through with COVID and shutting down a brick and mortar location. Tiffany, talk to me about how Tawdry Jewelry started. And I mean, I guess just give me the cliff's notes onto how you got to where you are today. Sure. My, my, definitely my favorite story to tell. So I started Tawdry from my bedroom floor 11 years ago, um, pretty much just like hand stamping charms, stringing bracelets, crafting jewelry for my friends and family. At this time is when e-commerces started to become very accessible, um, you know, to anybody that wanted to open a business. And again, this is back in 2009, I must point out heavy during recession time. So it was definitely a challenging and different time to open a business. But again, I, I started very casually, friends and family opened my um, first website, and little by little, organic, steady growth. And fast forward to, you know, 11 years later, we're um, an online based business that focuses on personalized jewelry. We handcraft everything in house. We're an all female team. We also focus on empowering women through our jewelry. We sell across the country. We're also a uh, QVC brand and partner, which is something that I'm, I'm really proud of that we've worked 
um, you know, very hard for. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So, uh, uh, you know, my mom, my dad, my uncle. Um, so I'm like, I've been surrounded by entrepreneurs all my life. So that grit and passion and hard work was instilled in me at a very young age, um, which I, I still very much pour into tawdry. And it's something that I'm about but I mean that's like a really quick cliff note and funny side story um, Danielle who does who's the head of all of um, creative and communications we are childhood best friends so I'm like that's something and a fun fact that everybody loves to hear um, we've grown up together since you know younger than 10 and the fact that I get to work with my best friend is so fun and I feel that you really feel that in the brand um, all of my other um, team members and employees, since we are an all-female team, we're very like family-oriented um, and have all become very close and have this almost like tawdry sisterhood, which I, I feel, again, is really expressed through our brand and through our jewelry. I love that. It's the same over here at Media Maven, my PR agency. We are an all-female team of 10 and I don't know, it's just, it's just a much different dynamic when you have all females who support each other. It's just, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiffany, talk to me about, I mean, that, that was definitely like the overview <laughs> Cliff Notes version. Mm-hmm. For you starting on the bedroom floor and going online to where you are today, is there one thing that you can say, like one specific, specific strategic thing, something that listeners can take away that you did that helped with that growth and one thing that you did that you were like, what a waste of time and money. Um, let's see for each of those, there there would be lots of things. There's so many, um, you know, ups and downs and, and obstacles and growth spurts. I feel even that you go through in running a business. If I had to pinpoint one, and I would say when the shift of tawdry really started, um, because again, it it took me, I I started thankfully so young, I felt like it took me a few years to define the brand, um, to really know which direction that, you know, we wanted the brands to go. So I feel like once that was the branding of tawdry was really identified, that's when the shift happened and the growth happened. Because I always say, I mean, you can buy anything from anybody, right? You can buy jewelry from Amazon. You can buy, you know, even that that shirt that you had on that we had just mentioned. Like, you can buy um, mm-hmm. anything, which is the, the beauty of, I feel like, online shopping now. But what differentiates Tawdry and what differentiates any brand that, you know, people are fans of Um, is like the story behind it and the meaning behind it and what you stand for. So once we identified like, okay, what does Tadri mean? And what do we want our Tadri girls to feel when you wear Tadri? What do we want, um, you know, I don't know, the the umph and the meat behind the brand. That's when I felt like it really made a difference. And that shift must have been now going on five, six years ago once like, Danielle helped me to really start identifying that and how we say she's very much like the voice to Tadri's and she handles all of the, the communication part. That's um, not my forte. And I'm happy to be like the face of Tadri and we'll and talk to everybody um, and kind of like lead the, the company and the brand. Um, so that's what I feel like for any small businesses out there as you're, you know, 
growing and trying to find your direction, really hone down on your why as much as we hear that all the time. But I feel like that's what's going to make the difference. A hundred percent. And in, in marketing as well, we have a client, um, mm-hmm. Little Words Project. It's um, also jewelry, but just bracelets and just beaded bracelets that have um, a, a positive message and a positive saying on it. And all of the media coverage, not all of it, but I would say maybe half, maybe half of the media coverage that we get. It's not about like the product itself. It's about the story. We got the creator in Forbes. She had like a three minute segment on the Today Show um, just a couple of months ago. And it was all because of the story of being bullied and here's a positive message and for girls to support other girls. So the branding is huge. So Danielle, in working with that branding, what is your day to day like? Because there's so much under the creative umbrella. There is so much under the marketing umbrella. Yeah, like that's why people are like, oh, you're a marketing agency. I'm like, nope, we're PR and we're even more niche than that. Like we get you in the news without ads. Like that is it because there's so much. So what is your day-to-day like? Um, Day-to-day is a little wild. It changes a lot. Um, I think because we are... I really feel like in COVID, we really appreciated that we're like the perfect size company right now to go through this because we're small enough that we can pivot quickly. You know, we don't need grand corporate approvals to make changes to things, Um, but we are uh, large enough and have the experience at this point that we can properly make the pivots that we need um, to survive in this climate. So day to day, I would say, overarching thing is to kind of be the brand police and make sure that every piece of communication that comes out of um, or is under the tawdry umbrella is unified and consistent with our voice and our details down to we kind of have like a language like we refer to the team as the Todd squad we refer to that room that Ju- that Tiffany's in right now as the jewelry box we refer to Tiffany as the Todd boss our jewelries are called the pretties so everything has a I name. love all of these names. Oh my gosh. It's totally a language. It's a language. And um, you know, we we really pay attention and really focus on those little details. We want even down to our product descriptions for it to always sound like one of us are talking to you about the product. One of us are showing you what the pieces are. Um, so I think that's what I'm doing all day long, whether that's in writing, a, you know, something for an email blast or designing something that's going to go on top of that email blast. Like, is it in our tawdry story? Is it cohesive? Um, is it tawdry? Because we feel like we look at something and we're like, mm, that's not us. <laughs> we can even look at a font, a color, a ribbon and know like that's not our brand. And we can deviate a bit, like even for holiday, we will throw in a mauve color or, you know, like a dark burgundy or a green. And then if we get too far, we're like, oh, no, 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 that's not Audrey. Go back, go back to the pinks and the golds and the blush tones that are part of our brand. So I think, you know, just today I'm writing copy for new products that we're putting up on the site and designing an email blast that'll go out. Um, to promote those products um, and, you know, working on things that are coming up next week. But really, that's what I do throughout the day is just try to keep all of our messaging together. And how have things changed for you since the pandemic? You guys did have um, a physical location where people could actually walk in um, on the Miracle Mile. 
and now you are online only. So tell me about the shift, uh, what's working and what's not working. Sure. So we have um, a, a showroom because it's it's not a traditional storefront, but it's a, a showroom that's our workspace slash where people were able to come um, shop. We're in downtown Coral Gables, right just off of Miracle Mile. And come COVID, we decided to close our doors. Um, well, first we had to during the shutdown and we were, you know, on a staggered schedule and um, we decided to stay closed to customers for a couple of reasons. Um our, we were always more online based. We ship nationally, not just within Miami. So our, our online presence was definitely a lot more than our local like showroom in store shopping. Um, so with that, thank goodness, we were able to um, even thrive during this time. And we decided to keep the doors closed for a few reasons. One, as Danielle mentioned, we're a small team and also a small workspace. So it's very important for us to keep our team safe and healthy. Um, that is one of the main reasons. And also because we feel that we've been able to become so much more efficient this way and our brand and our sales and everything has just grown so much that we're like, well, maybe at the moment, right? Because again, we're open to always constantly changing. At the moment, we are just going to stick to online based and both the risk of, you know, for the, for the customers and for our team is not worth it when we can provide a great experience. Online shopping, we have a quick turnaround time since we hand make everything in house. And we do have a curbside pickup option that our customers, our local customers still really enjoy where you can office door or we take it down to your car. Um, so that was one of the of the biggest, I would say, like pivots and shifts. We are still as as Danielle's logging in from her house, she still works from home. Myself and some of the crafters, we still come in, we separated ourselves in the different rooms. Um, but thankfully, Danielle's able to do everything from remote in order to give us more space to spread out within the jewelry box. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I love the jewelry box. I feel like now I need to name my team and yeah. name my workspace because that just makes it so much more fun. And I'm a little obsessed with your names. <laughs> um, okay. So Danielle, I have a love hate relationship when it comes to working with influencers. And I say this as somebody who has worked as an influencer. Um, I used to do TV news in the Miami market. I still do TV hosting. I have my lifestyle blog, so I dabble in it. And then on the PR side, I have dabbled in it with clients. And I mean, there are some influencers, and I'm using air quotes when I say influencers, that will deliver and do an amazing job. And there are others that make your work life a living hell. So tell me <laughs> how you work with influencers and if people are listening and, and they want to work with influencers or, or maybe they, they are an up and coming influencer, which can we just content creator, let's say content creator. Cause I hate influencer. Um, <laughs> what, what are you seeing that you're liking? What are you seeing that you are hating at Tadri when it comes to influencers? So I think our approach to that is exactly how we approach our, customers um, and all of our relationships that we have, whether it's with, you know, a vendor or somebody we're doing a collab with or partnership, we just want to be friends. <laughs> we don't <laughs> people that we wouldn't be friends with in real life. And I think that's how we always start off um, our relationships with content creators and influencers. 
we'll send them something and a note saying, we're not asking for anything. We just wanted to give you this. Um, a lot of, most of our stuff is personalized. So we're able to kind of make something that's special for them with their baby's name or their dog's name or a coordinate of where they're from or their wedding date or something of that sort. Um, so we'll send them something and just say, Hey, if you love it, let us know if you love it. If you don't, that's fine. And most people love our stuff and you know they get all emotional about it because we get to pull at their heartstrings with you know the name of their <laughs> baby or their dog or something and they'll post about it organically and that's worked really really well for us and I, tiffany did an amazing job with um when she started the company it was when a lot of these content creators were starting out it was when blogging was starting out and she became friends with a lot of them and just sent, would send them some of her stuff and she was starting out. So a lot of girls that we work with now have grown up alongside Tiffany and they don't, you know, like we just have a really great relationship with us and they want, they want to root for Tawdry. So they promote our stuff without sometimes us even asking. And so I really think it's just so important to have a great relationship with these women and to respect the hustle and respect the ones that are hustling and doing their job. Of course, you're going to always run into people and anything that you're doing that aren't holding up their end of the deal. Um, and I think that's something that as we've grown, we've realized, okay, we're not going to be best friends with everybody. So we do need to have contracts. We do need to have things in writing because when we were very young and starting this, we we're like, oh no, but you know, we DM'd and it's cool and we're gonna do this. And then we're like, oh no, now we should have <laughs> contracts and things laid out. So we definitely have had those growing pains. So I would say have relationships with people, form strong relationships, and no matter what the relationship, put things in writing so that things don't get awkward, even when they are your friends or when they're not your friends, that you can have everything laid out into the point and that's really how how we do it we don't have this major budget for influencer coll collaboration so we try to do it through our pretties and hope that they love it and they'll want to share it with their friends i love that and for those listening you can check out the jewelry it is beautiful at tawdry.com that's t-a-u-d-r-e-y dot com um, that's a great, that's a great outlook on working with influencers and Tiffany props to you for seeing the value in that, um, straight out of the gate and building those relationships because it really can be, I mean, depending on what kind of influencer you're working with, I mean, it really can be a budget friendly way to get the word out there. Um, it can also be very expensive if you want to hire somebody like Kim K to post some jewelry. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it really just depends. Um, what other kind of marketing are you, are you ladies doing over there outside of influencer marketing? And I wanted to add that you just made me think of something with regards to influencer marketing, something that we do that we think is really appreciated by the influencers is we don't push exclusivity, which I think that's very helpful for them because we don't feel like it's natural for someone to only wear tawdry. So we understand if you want to push something and you're wearing tawdry with three other brands, that's cool. That's real life. That's how people really are styling themselves. So we always say that you don't have to just talk about tawdry when you're promoting your piece. And we feel like that's been really helpful for us. I agree. 
And I think how, how Danielle mentioned our, our approach is definitely like a, a friendship approach and more. We want whoever is going to be, you know, posting a sh and sharing about Tadri to really do it genuinely. And because they like authentically love the brand. So that's why we always start our relationship with, um, you know, here, here are some Tadri pretties. We hope you love it. Let us know your thoughts. But I think you don't have to go into the relationship like asking for this or how much do you charge for this or, you know, and I feel like then you can build it organically. So thankfully, like, yes, we, we have all these great relationships with um, especially like South Florida based influencers that we've grown, you know, side by side over the years, but even new influencers that we haven't even met in person and live across the country. We, and, and, you know, that have big, large followings, they'll even work with us when we tell them honestly, like, look, we don't have the budget to pay this for, for posts, but what can we come up with? And I think for people to understand, like anything can be an open negotiation and it needs to make sense for both parties. So maybe it could be work with someone on a commission base. Like if you help us post this and this many sales, you can make a commission off of sales. So these are kind of just some different examples, but I definitely think um, having people that represent your brand correctly, having people that love your brand, that you know, genuineness will come across um, through the promotions. And some other marketing that we're really concentrating on lately is definitely email marketing. Um, we like really see the value and importance of our email list and of our email communication. How much has Instagram changed every single day? Now, hello, I need to become a Reels expert and I can't seem to get it down. Um, so, you know, it's like it's constantly changing and if Instagram doesn't like what you're posting, well, your it's not your feed's not going to pop up on people's um, phones anymore. So I think like the most important thing is email marketing because at least we know that we're getting our message into our Tadri girls' inboxes, and you know it, it's a direct communication that we can have with them. And um, kind of to go off of that, we're really into our referral marketing. Um, we have, of course, because there's a cute name for everything, we have our Tadri Troop, which is our referral program where we tell our Tadri girls, if you help to spread the word and, get, and tell your friends to opt into our email list, we'll give you rewards in both discounts, Tadri merch, shopping sprees. We like really give back to our girls in our Tadri Troop. So referral marketing has a big been a big thing for us, um, I would say definitely over like the last 12 months or so. Um, email marketing. What else would you say? Those are like the top ones off on my list. And we did um, ramp up our social media ads um, within the last year as well. And we just started doing some video versions of those into stories um, that Tiffany did, did some great videos and those have been doing really well. So we definitely have focused on that and yes, and email marketing. Yeah. And, and even to touch upon those on the ads, like I used to be so intimidated. Let's say if you have to do a stories ad, if you need like a professional camera and a videographer, it's like I did it. I, I, I learned this from, you know, some like people that I admire and, and look up to and I listen and read their books. And they're like, I just do it on an iPhone and you want to be yourself and you want to represent your brand. And we have these ads now that are performing super well, that it's literally me here on my desk with a little phone stand and just talking about Tadri. So I think if you're doing social media ads, like don't get intimidated. It doesn't need to be this fancy production. iPhones, 
can do amazing things. And, you know, it's just all about like getting started. Mm -hmm. Everybody says that. I mean, everybody says that they're more off the cuff in the moment ads do so much better than the highly produced ones because that's what people actually want to see. Mm -hmm. And um, for more on email marketing, you can check out episode 104 because we did an episode with somebody at a PR agency um, about getting email marketing right and fixing those mistakes. Um, can I add something to your marketing list, Danielle and Tiffany? Sure. I think you could get in so many gift guides between now and the end of the year. I, all of my product clients, like this is the Super Bowl because there is a gift guide for everything. There's a gift guide for moms, for sisters, for friends, for jewelry lovers, um, a gift guides under $20, under $50, a hundred. So you guys could be getting in so many gift guides um, so Danielle, that's what I'm adding on your list of things to do. So <laughs> pitch, pitch those media outlets to get in those gift guides. <laughs> and it's, it's funny that you refer to it as our Super Bowl. I literally have that written down on like our board in our craft room. I'm like, our Super Bowl is coming. That's what we refer to this season <laughs> as. as. Um, yes, so yes. it's funny that you said that. We are on the same page. <laughs> is there anything else you ladies would like to add that maybe I haven't asked? Oh, Tiffany, I do. We totally went by it uh -huh. when you were building the business from when you started till now. What did you do that you would not repeat or advise others not to do? A big waste of time or money. I know it's hard to pick just one thing, but anything that stands out. Um, oh my gosh. Now in, in looking back, Oh, it's so hard. I don't know. And I, I really feel, and I know it might sound cliche or whatever you want to call it, but like ev everything is such a learning process. So I feel like all of my failures and boy, have there been so many, um, I feel that you learn and that's how you grow and mature and just become like more of a well-seasoned entrepreneur and leader. Oh my gosh. Let me think of, you could probably come up with one better than me. What would you say? Oh, something that I've done. I mean, maybe not an actual decision, but I think mindsets, I think maybe a lot of times um, we, you know, because I've been right there with you, you know, like you, when something happens or when an opportunity doesn't work out and we get so down and, and, um, you know, it's like learning how to ride that roller coaster of entrepreneurship and small businesses. And there's going to be lows, but you have to remember when you're in the low that you're going to go up again. And then when you're up, you got to remember, enjoy this moment because you're going to be down again. <laughs> so I think maybe to to be more level with our emotions would be. <laughs> it is an emotional roller coaster. And I would say I feel like it took me a few years. This may come more from like a product um, based business. Although we, we definitely, and I've, I've been trying to tell the girls more that we have to see ourselves as a customer based business, like a, a customer service based business and as a lifestyle business. And we are definitely more than just jewelry. Um, but since we do sell a, a, like a, a product, I feel like I, I would have loved earlier to really have learned my pricing strategy earlier, my right. margins earlier, like maybe really honing down into the financials. Um, I, I wish I would have known that sooner because I feel like that's what's really helped our growth and, and to making smart decisions. Um, so that would be it. If I that is had to go back. Great advice. Great advice. And honestly, I feel like everything you mentioned with the finances and the mindset, 
I think that is pretty common because those are things that people are, I don't know if they're afraid to really dive into, or it's like, you don't know what you don't know until your situation. So I think, I think that's really great. Um, Tawdry.com. You can find Tawdry Jewelry on social at Tawdry Jewelry 21. Tiffany, Danielle, anything else before we say goodbye? Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. I can't wait. I'm going to go back and listen to that episode 104. (laughs) Oh, I have tons. I have tons and tons of episodes. I can't wait. But no, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for, you know, giving us this platform to share our Tadri story. And I would say to, you know, all the entrepreneurs and small businesses, this is something that I'm I'm really embracing lately is just to like enjoy the journey. There's yeah. going to be ups, there's going to be downs and the growth is what like the best part is and the, the growth, the failures, all of that. So to enjoy the journey would be my last message. And don't and be afraid gonna- to cry. <laughs> You're afraid to cry. If you need to cry, just cry. We all cry. Tiffany and I cry. Especially in 2020, we all cry. Exactly. (laughs) And then you laugh and then you pop a glass of a bottle of champagne and you celebrate and we get through it and we get better. It's like that meme or there's, there's an illustration and it's, it says like the entrepreneur's journey and it's just like all over the place, like really high and then really low and and it is, I mean, it really is. And everybody thinks, you know, they see you online and they're like, oh, they're a success story overnight. Well, no, not, not so much, not so much. So awesome. This was awesome. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, Danielle, for you listening. If you want to learn how to earn media exposure without spending money on ads, make sure you subscribe to this podcast where we give you two episodes every week with tips and tricks and strategies from some of the best in the business. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you. Don't forget to check out those prior episodes that we did mention. We have one on email marketing. We have a couple on influencer marketing. Lots of goodness here on the Become a Media Maven podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you tap that subscribe button. Leave me a rating or a review if you have not already. And do not be shy. Come find me on Instagram and on Twitter. I am at Christina All Day. I am happy to connect with you. And you should be following me on Instagram because if you are not, then you missed a giveaway. I just gave away two of my favorite business books in this podcast. You heard us chat about mindset a little bit. And a couple of those books were mindset books. One was called Super Fans. It's about, um, it's from Pat Flynn. And it's a great book about building super fans. Doesn't matter if you got a million fans. If you got a hundred good ones, they're better than a million who kind of care. And then the other one was talk triggers. I think a great talk trigger after speaking with these tawdry ladies is their cute, adorable sayings for everything. So a talk trigger is just something that gets people talking about your brand. What's different about you? What What is something unique that you do for customers or um, a unique way you deliver proposals? Things like that. Um, talk triggers is a great book to build your brand and give people something to, to talk about as it relates to you and what you do. So I just gave... Um, those two books to a lucky follower of mine on Instagram. I love giving away books. I love to read them and I love to give them away. So make sure you follow me on Instagram so you can take advantage of that next giveaway. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you and I will see you around right here on the Become a Media Maven podcast.